are back after a pretty long hiatus. So it was summertime. I mean, yeah, and oh, yeah. <laughs> we had like a few more months before we decided that we would take a full hot. Like we just decided we were done. We would start over. It was a long hot girl. It summer. was a long summer, <laughs> but we're back, and so um, we are in a new season, new time. And our first episode of season three. And we are going to do some things a little different. We have just a little bit of a different structure, but we're really excited to share all the things that we're doing with y'all. So let's begin. Yes. Yes. I love it. How have you been, friend? Well, how have I been? I've been good. But I think the most exciting thing is I turned 30. Yeah. Yeah. I've lived three entire decades on this earth. And that is just crazy, but good. And I think the crazy thing was like, I was scared about turning 30, Mm -hmm. but then it happened and I was like, I'm going to do something big. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do anything big. And so I just kind of was like, been down for a minute. And then I was like, I'm just going to take care of myself. Right. And then that's what I did. And it was the best 30th birthday. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I think, I think that's a good, uh, kind of segue into where we will begin for this season. It is. It is. It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we're going to start off with like, what's good? What's been up? Where are we going? How are we going to do the season different? And the conversations we'll be having. And we're really excited that you all will be joining us in this. Mm -hmm. So you just turned 30 Mm -hmm. and like, which is a huge life change. Mm -hmm. I'm a whole pastor. I was about to say, how are you? Because <laughs> uh, that's different. <laughs> I mean, we started out and I was just on internship and trying to figure out what that meant to be a pastor. And now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a whole pastor. Yes. It's the whole thing. It's kind of cool. Your ordination service was amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad that you were there and you preached a whole word, girl. That was the best. I'm so excited to share that. We we did post that on our Facebook page, and Mm -hmm. then I'll um, we'll make sure to put that in our credits too, so Mm -hmm. people can listen to that really good message you put. You Mm -hmm. said it was so good. I received good. I love it. Yeah. So I have moved into a new place. I am serving at a new church in Ellicott City, Maryland. Um, it's been a really long journey Hmm. and I feel like I'm now in a new season of changes which hasn't been the easiest but is really helping me come into my call as a pastor and as um, someone who wants to share not only the gospel but share the things that I'm learning Hmm. about um, life Mm -hmm. and and how I see God being present in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming more open to those things. And it feels really good. And it's also really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um, with that comes some responsibility mm-hmm. that I don't know if I was really ready for. But I'm here now. So <laughs> I kind of have to do it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm choosing to do it, which is really good. Uh, so before we recorded this, we had a meetup with some women 
We did. Yes. Black girl meetup. We did. Yes. And what happened? What did it, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, let me talk about the background yes. of how we got to that, because I want to speak to something that you just named about mm-hmm. the season of learning that you're in, which I receive that like yeah. I'm in the season of unlearning and learning what is good for me when it comes to me personally, as well when it comes to like my vocation. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why the Black Girl Magic Meetup happened um, was kind of, I was just inspired by another event that I had gone to for my work, really. Um, it was sponsored by Think Rubik's, which is kind of like this, uh, I would say, like a social impact policy think tank kind of thing and they did this event called uh black policy matters and there's this workshop led by mothering justice um a um nonprofit in detroit michigan that empowers mothers to inform policies and the workshop was specifically around black maternal health and they did this activity around uh, a mama's experience Hmm. Uh, and so it was this gr- big group of people and we kind of like just named what happens when a mother is in the process of giving birth. And for those of you who don't know, like why this conversation is so important right now is because of the epidemic yeah. around black women, yep, black maternal health. And, and I've even been kind of like taken aback around the statistics, you know, that black women specifically are three times more um, at danger of dying in pregnancy than white women. Um, and kind of the fear that I have when I think about being pregnant, um, yeah. knowing that I'm in a country where it is very possible that I could die when giving childbirth. Yeah, that's real. And mm-hmm. like, it makes, it seems in some way like not to make any sense because we're supposed to be like, what, ahead of the game and curve in this country about everything like mm-hmm. we're just what are we like the best nation in on the planet well it's supposed to be milk and honey but that ain't <laughs> that ain't that shit ain't. i'm just gonna say it <laughs> but like right and so i think i think the reason why that is a continual thing is because people don't want to believe it mm-hmm. right yeah because we are the best nation in the mm-hmm. world or whatever people say um yeah and mm-hmm. so I I appreciate you bringing that, you know, bringing that up because it's important and that's not completely the topic of our, of our season, but I think it, it definitely speaks to where we're going. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Of course. Stay, stay with us. It's getting somewhere. Yeah, we're going, we're going to get there. I need everyone to understand that this has some foundation to it. It has a lot of foundation. So Mothering Justice was leading this workshop Mm -hmm. around black maternal health and they did this, yeah, the, this mama experience. And as I was walking through it with all of these people, it was just beautiful to name together of like, yes, what is involved in the experience of pregnancy in the experience of motherhood? Right. And then I started thinking about like our own faith and like, what is involved for specifically black women to cultivate our faith right from coming into confirmation from baptism to like even what happens beyond being like 12 year old to being a 30 year old um what does it mean for me to show up in church and to continue to grow and deepen my faith and so inspired by Mother Injustice, shout outs to y'all. Love it. Um, brought a group of our close friends and creatives together mm-hmm. to then talk about what is 
what is involved were the tools necessary to cultivate our faith as black women. Yeah. And so then out of that conversation, we developed this black woman canon. And a canon is a collection of sacred books. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we just kind of named what are the sacred topics or books or experiences that have shaped us in our faith. Right. Um, And also that we need now and that we hope to share with black women, women um, everywhere so that they can deepen and grow in their faith. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was such a good time. It was so like you did a really good job, friend, at at facilitating it and getting us to open up about our experiences. And um, there was just so much insight that came out of it. And I and you and I both looked back at it. And yeah, we were both like, we're going to talk about that because yes. <laughs> there's so many things I think. And I and I especially appreciate being able to do this because I think if I had had something like this, even 10 years ago, Mm. right, which would be when I was 28, about to be 30. I know I look like I'm 12, but I'm super (laughs) old. I love it. Um, But honestly, I would have appreciated having something to go off of. I would have appreciated having something that I could relate to, especially while I was going through seminary. And needing to find that space and needing to find uh, those foundations for when I was coming into my voice and wanted to share my faith and and share what I feel like God has shown me um, through the process. Uh, Because there's a lot of questioning that happens with it, right? There's a lot of doubt that happens sometimes and it can feel very isolating and very lonely. Uh, especially as a black woman in very white spaces. Now, that's not always the case for every person who is um, a leader in a church. You know, a lot of black women, uh, they are called to predominantly black churches. They're in predominantly black denominations. But that's not true for me. That's not true for you. That's not true for me. Yeah, I'm a Lutheran, and that is... I'm a Methodist. Super white. Yep, 92%, exactly. (laughs) Right, so... I really I'm so glad that this is where kind of like God took us because this is, I think, a really important conversation. Mm -hmm. And I am hopeful that what we explore and bring uh, and through our conversation will help other women who might be going through their season of growth and learning. And they can find like what you said, they can have these tools to like get through that process. Right. So, yeah, that 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 is our prayer for this season. And and I think there's like been bits and pieces of that along this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But I think the difference is and just also the gratitude we have towards Nyla and Hazel and Sierra and Jazz and Tamika and Um, Laura. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome to show up in the space. And as you said, like to be vulnerable and to even just take a step back and be like, wow, yeah, we've come through a lot. Yep. And how God has brought us through and also how God has um, just shown up differently. Mm -hmm. And I think for our listeners too, to know that God, I mean, for me, God will show up differently. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm trying to say that God's presence is always constant, but 
I know that we encounter God in different ways. Yeah. And I think the important part about that is that we learn from each other because of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like your, your experience in one, in one thing that you can share about like how you accept or how you've moved into being 30. Mm. Right. <laughs> well, that is, so for me, I remember when I turned 30, I was about, I wanted to turn up. Like, I just want to be clear that that's what I did. Um, but like, that's very helpful because. Ooh, say more. What'd you do? Um, How'd you turn up? Well, I went out and I partied and I got oh. a little drunk. <laughs> I appreciated being 30. It was like, I went through my 20s were pretty shitty and I mean not all of it I had my children I had a I had a lot of wonderful things but I was really 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 happy to be done with my 20s Mm. and uh going into my 30s I was like yo it's time to live you know and now I'm 38 so I have like two more years in these 30s that I'm trying to live in actually like one really um (laughs) But I've, I'm thinking about how I f- continue through my 30s and into this new decade that will come, mm-hmm. which I am very excited about, to be honest. I am not scared at all. Like I can't. When I turn 40, y'all not going to be able to tell me one solid thing. I'm just I'm just going to be clear. OK. Now that's why I so, keep hearing. Yeah. I keep hearing that like 40s is like. Yeah. I'm going to give like maybe zero, zero fucks. fucks. I'm just <laughs> That's what's going to happen. But like, but that's helpful to hear your perspective, because I think I have I it took me a while to get to that place where I wanted or I felt like, you know what, actually taking care of myself is much more fulfilling than wanting or needing to like turn up or be seen or now I'm not saying I still don't do that on occasion, but like that has become less of a thing that I need. Mm -hmm. And I find that actually being with myself Mm. has been much more fulfilling and I, and getting to know her is not easy, but Mm -hmm. it's a really good thing once I actually take the time to do it, Mm -hmm. which brings us to what we're going to talk about for this episode. Um, So we decided that the word for this episode will be put thyself first. Now forgive us for the King James version of said thing but I think that it sounds more profound that way Um, but really it's about like how how do we put ourselves first and I think it's especially important we talk about this because when we um, the way that I think a lot of us I don't want to say all but a lot of us especially as black women have learned is how do we kind of put others first or how do we take care of our family how do we take care of our partners how do we become this virtuous woman who cares for everyone. And that's something that I think a lot of black women pride themselves in is their ability to love and care for the community. Mm. But we ain't all Harriet Tubman's though. (laughs) Listen. Mm -mm. Yeah. I I really do think that there's something to putting yourself first. And I think that I'm, Unfortunately, especially in the Christian faith, I don't I don't know about other faiths, but I know in the Christian faith that hasn't always been taught well. Right. Because I feel like 
a lot of people, when they think of that, putting putting yourself first is like about being self-centered, about um, disregarding others and their feelings. Yeah. It's not oh, it's not in a healthy way and and or being self-indulgent. Yeah. Right. And I think there is something there's something true and 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 real about having enough um, self-awareness and um, trusting in God's presence in your life to putting yourself first because you learn so much and how to love others in a very healthy and grounded way. And um, yeah, so I, I really do. I think this is a really good topic to talk about. I think it's a great topic. Yeah. And I also just want to add, we want to include you all in the conversation right. too. And so as you're listening, if things are, if you have questions or if you have comments that you want to add into this conversation, please uh, either send your questions to we speak at fourcollaredgirls.com or shout us out on Twitter. Um, our handle is four collared girls um, and collared like the greens. And yeah, we would love to hear your input. And for this episode, we'll hashtag it, put thyself first. Yes, we're going to keep with that. And also hashtag for Kyla Girls. And we can, we'll respond. We really want to hear kind of like what you have learned so far in your journey of life about what it means to put yourself first and and how you can do that in a really healthy way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would say, I mean, I agree. I think that there is like the challenge in putting yourself first Mm -hmm. and then there's freedom in putting yourself first. Right. And yeah, that's good. And I think the freedom is named in, uh, you know, the the beautiful quote that you shared about um, that self-care is not indulgence. Right. um, When self-care transitions into this discipline. But before we get to talking about that, I kind of want to talk about the challenge around putting thyself first, Mm -hmm. because you're right. Like, you know, I feel like as a Christian, there is that golden or the greatest commandment of love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. And often people hold that as like this badge of honor. And you're constantly thinking about, let me love my neighbor. Let me love my neighbor. But then you forget that you haven't loved yourself first. Right. And so then how are you going to love your neighbor if you don't even know how to love yourself? Um, And I think that's been a rude awakening for me sometimes because I've always been doing good things for other people um, because I kind of assumed that this will make them happy. Mm -hmm. But I never even took the time to consider and think about, oh, wait, what what actually makes me happy? What brings me joy? What makes me feel good? And I think, yeah, when I turned 30 and I was like, yeah, I think I want to throw a huge party because everyone likes me. Yeah. Um, but I was like, but is that really what I want, though? Yeah. Or even what you need. Yes, right. It was That's not like because listen, mm-hmm. having a lot of people around is fun. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I love people. I love having my friends, but that is a lot. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of yeah. work. And yeah. but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of work, and it is good when like people get together. Absolutely. But at sometimes yeah. it's just kind of like that's not in this season. Recognizing that's just not what I needed. Right. Um, but owning that, speaking that up, rather mm. than. Um, like denying that right Mm -hmm. and I so yeah I agree I think I think the we do pride ourselves as like loving our neighbor I also think um because we are also up against the individualism culture of Mm -hmm. 
of being in the United States. I think it's really hard to find a good balance of what it means to put yourself first and not be so like destructive or self indulged. Mm. And, um, and I think, so I know for me, I have made the mistake of thinking that when I made certain choices that were for me, that I was doing that in the right light. And looking back on it, it's like, nah, you were just being real selfish, you know? And I don't think that's the same as putting yourself first. I mm. think that is a different, I don't know what the word is. Like, that's a different thing. That's just being like, yeah, self-centered or, yeah. And and I think also trying to figure out how that looks in community is another thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're making me think of like, what's the... Like, where's the spectrum between zero fucks? Right. <laughs> right. And putting that self first. Right? right. Like, where where do they meet in a way that is is not at the expense of others? Mm-hmm. And I, so I know that I've done that, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm, that's what I feel like doing. And if it hurts your feelings, sorry, not sorry. Right. (laughs) And I don't think that that's actually a very that's not what we're talking about. That's not that's not actually putting yourself first, because in the end, you still have to deal with the consequences of the pain you cause others. You have to deal with the situation that you the letdowns that you have, the people that you hurt. Mm -hmm. All of that is still a part of what you decide. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that is necessarily and that's not to say so I'm still working through this a little bit in my mm-hmm. brain, but that's not to say that sometimes when you do decide this is a thing I think is best for me and in the end it will be best for all because then I'll be in a better space, right? Um, that people's feelings won't get hurt, but it, that's a different thing than just doing something at the expense of others or not considering what the consequences will be for other people and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to I still haven't worked that out for myself but Mm -hmm. like I do think that there's a difference in how we can talk about putting ourselves first without it actually having to be something that we um, do at the expense of other people and their not just their feelings but their personhood you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it's there's a there's a difference because I know that I've done (laughs) done both I've done both Mm -hmm. and one was really like shitty and it was hurtful right mm-hmm. to others and where i am now it's grounded it's much more grounded in like no this is going to make me healthy so that i can actually be a good mom so that i can actually be a good pastor mm-hmm. that i decide certain days or certain times no mm-hmm. like i'm not going to do this thing that might make this person feel better or i'm i'm not going to go this place that might make my friends feel like I care more or less, you know, because I need this time for me. Yes. And I think that's a different mindset than like, fuck all y'all. Mm. This is what I'm about to do. And so have it, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> but I think within that, mm-hmm. it like you need to be able to recognize the harm. Yeah. Right. So I think in the the spectrum between zero fucks and actually um, putting that self first is like when you're in the space of putting that self first, like you 
are recognizing that actually there's no harm being done because in this moment, like I'm truly caring for myself right? and my community, y'all are going to be okay. Right. Because that's what I'm, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You're mm-hmm. still considering others. Yeah. You're just not putting them first yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Thanks for naming that that way. Oh, that was good. Yes. It just brought everything I said back into a really good summary. You're this welcome. is why I love doing this with you. It's great. I <laughs> that. I that. Thank I you. I love it. You're the best. Yes, you are too. Thank Name you. That. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so one thing that um, an article that was uh, kind of circulating around on Facebook that I wanted to share it's called, it's in the Forbes magazine. It's called Self-Care is Not an Indulgence, It's a Discipline. And it's by this woman, Tammy Foreman. And it was it was circulating around um, social media for a while. Um, and one of, one of the people that I follow on Facebook put it up. And it was so, it was so enlightening because I, I hadn't thought of self-care being a discipline before I read that article. Mm-hmm. It was always, I always struggled with the idea of like, how do we pamper ourselves versus how do you just say no to this thing? And like, what's the spectrum between the two? We can put this in our, um, in our notes for this episode so you can read it just in case you haven't, but there's this quote and I'll, I'll read it. It says self-care is also a discipline because it's not something you do once in a while when the world gets crazy. It's what you do every day, every week, month in and month out. It's taking care of yourself in a way that doesn't require you to indulge in order to restore balance. It's making the commitment to stay healthy and balanced as a regular practice. Mm. And I think that's the, the key. That was the key for me is that the reason why I was practicing more self-indulgence and not self-discipline was because I wasn't doing it on a regular basis. Mm. So self-care just became like a thing I did maybe once a month and so I was really doing the most (laughs) you were going all in I'm going all in we're going (laughs) spa we're going to do the nails and the feet and we're going to spend all this money that I don't have right and and there's nothing wrong with any of that like I still like to get my nails done once in a while or like my brows they have to be listen we have to get those done. Went on fleek, right? Isn't oh, that the terminology? I feel like we've moved past that one. Oh, was that just yeah. a trend? That was a trend. I feel like we don't, I don't know if we say that one anymore. Friend. No fleekness. I don't. And hmm. we just definitely won't say wow. fleekness. Yeah, just, it's I, fine. <laughs> yeah. I think we're not going to do that one. I'm getting yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, It's okay. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think, um, I think that those moments are important. It's good to take care of yourself. It's good to, to indul- I don't think anything's wrong with indulgence in small doses, but I do think there's something wrong with us not taking the time on a daily basis to consider what it looks like to take care of ourselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the article just it name it's on point. Yeah. Because yes, like you were speaking earlier about our individualistic culture. Yeah. Talk about our consumer culture. Right. Where like everything nowadays is just like bending towards yes, self care, self care, indulge, indulge by this, by this, by that. But in the end, like all of this that you're purchasing doesn't necessarily like lead to your wellness or your wholeness. It really doesn't. And so the practice of self-care, like the article was talking about Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, you need to stop going through Netflix, all of those episodes. But they're so fun. I, I, I hear like, she's so right. (laughs) And also I just want to point out that, (laughs) 
my favorite pastime is to sit and watch like episode after episode just like binge watch like my favorite shows mm. and i know like so like she's right she is right she's right because you need to be up at 5 a.m this is so it's so true and also like sometimes on a saturday i just want to sit and watch my favorite show for like a whole day <laughs> and that's, that's what i do so <laughs> so we're working on that god is still working on me yet yes there it is yes <laughs> just bring it back around yes. to god god is still working yeah, on she'd be us. looking at me like sis <laughs> we've got adulting to do today <laughs> what are you doing yeah i i also don't want to so i'm always about being non-judgmental yeah so mm-hmm. So just to, I'm being I was being funny, but like seriously, I do think there are moments like whether that be you're in a spout of depression or you're in a in a place where you really do have a lot that you're working through, and sometimes just to sit and do nothing is all you can do, and I think that's okay too. I don't I don't want to come across as a saying like doing things like that on days where you need them is not okay because it's not discipline, mm. yes. right? I, w- I don't want to stay away from that shaming part, mm-hmm. but like it was really helpful for me mm-hmm. to look at it in a different light. Um, and then things like exercise and things like eating healthier or things like thinking about my my overall wellness yes. becomes Meal less plan. of- Yeah, but it becomes less of a like- uh, a thing I do just because like this is what I'm supposed to do like mm-hmm. this is that like culture of like ev- everything must be done this way because mm-hmm. I don't do well with that kind of stuff I'm I rebel mm-hmm. like you ain't gonna tell me what I have to do right that's right but like what it comes when it comes to me as like no actually this is self-care and this is like your way of taking care of yourself and being disciplined in a way that will benefit not only you but everyone around you because you're gonna be nicer. Yeah, and we all want you we all want to be, be cranky. Nicer. You want to be nice. You ain't gonna snatch right. someone up. Exactly. We don't want to do that. No, not at sometimes. all. Sometimes, 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 sometimes. Right. Yes. And then also on a serious note, right? Like as a pastor, you're dealing with lots of personalities and people who are looking to you to be like their container. And that's what we, I mean, it's not the only thing we're called to do, but that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning in therapy is that. Yes, therapy. Yes. Get yourself. Listen, my therapist is so amazing. She right. joins me when she needs to. Like when I'm mad, she'd be like, I'm mad with you, sis. Yes. That's what I need. I need someone to be you like, you're right. Yes. I would be mad too. Mm-hmm. I love her. That's okay. Funny. Anyway. Shout back out therapy. Point. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. I love you. <laughs> So the, the my but in in therapy, um, she helped me to name that like I also need a container, right? And I also need a space that I can fill up so that I can be that for others. But if I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not putting myself first in in the necessary times, then I'm always going to be empty, and I'm always going to be running out when people are going to need. Or I'll just be overflowing everybody else's mess and I won't have space to actually be that container for others. And so that's that's been a really good lesson for me this season. Like, how am I going to make sure I cultivate that kind of stuff for myself so I can be a really good pastor, Mm -hmm. a healthy pastor? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like not not the savior, 
We're going to leave that to Jesus. Because Jesus already saved. That, that's what happened. That's not my life. That's not my life. Mm-mm. But someone who can walk alongside others, who can be that container when they need it and not take it on for myself because I'm in a healthy space where I don't need to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are like really it's been a really good journey and trying to figure that out. And I'm still on it. Y'all I don't I have like maybe a minuscule of some <laughs> some things that I do well. But um, yeah, it's it's been a really, really, really beautiful lesson that I feel like I'm learning in this season. It is. Yeah. It is. And and knowing that it, it's a practice. It is. Right. It it doesn't. Um, and it's something that you grow into. Right. But I think the thing is, like, once you you just need to start and recognize, like, what is what do I need a place around me that I can be filled so that I can show up um, better. Right. And show up also just like that I can be a healthy person in these spaces yeah. so that you can stay focused in your job so that you can achieve those goals that you've named. Like, it's not just about, I don't know, like checking this off the list. Like I've done this so that like, it's going to be done. I can keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is what it means to be a whole human person. Right. Is practicing, uh, you know, putting yourself First, self-care in a way that allows you to just thrive and show up in the way that uh, God has called you to show up in this world. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a great, beautiful way to to do ministry Mm -hmm. and to live in our world Mm -hmm. where people are really seeking ways to to be holy human. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, and it kind of combats that our culture and that tells us that we have to be great all the time, that we have to do things certain ways, because if you really are kind of putting yourself first and taking care of yourself in a healthy way, then you are able to actually do things in community and you're, you are able to actually love fully Mm. and you're able to love yourself, which is very hard for a lot of us to do. I mean, I, I, I think about, um, so many of my friends who deal with like anxiety and depression and (laughs) I'm just going to name that. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. But like, and that's not to say that that, that is a direct correlation, but I think, I think we don't have enough space in our culture for people to take time to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And with all the pressure around you, with everything that is like can be triggering from, especially as black women. Mm. I mean, there's just so many things that are triggering. I, and I, I hate to like, we're not, you know, I, I don't live in a, in a space of victimhood at all. Yeah. But like that shit is real. It's yes, Right. Like there's constant questioning, like, like what does this mean by that? Or mm-hmm. like, what is that about? Right. Mm-hmm. And so finding the space to take care of yourself really provides you a really good grounding mm-hmm. for having to live through a life that mm-hmm. is sometimes stressful. Right. Oof. So <laughs> sometimes stressful. Sometimes. Yes. That shit can get real. So, uh, yeah. So what we would like you to do if you're listening is tweet, uh, send us a message about how you are putting yourself first this month. Like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And hashtag it, put thyself first, thyself, okay? And um, and just talk to us because we'd really like to hear how um, this is speaking to you and how this might help change you and like where, where you at, where you are at, wow, in your journey. For me, uh-huh. uh, so 
I think so. One of the things that stuck out to me in the article that you shared was around um, priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me just clarify for you all. Priorities don't exist. It's just priority with a Y. It's just one, one thing, <laughs> just one priority, not five. If you're going to have five priorities, that means you have five goals. You have five goals. Yeah. It's not a priority. <laughs> it's not really a priority. <laughs> they <laughs> are combating with each other, sis. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. But like being able to focus, like when you're putting yourself first, you're also acknowledging of like, what is essential in this season for me? Right. So I'm not doing X because that's actually not essential. X is, those aren't my goals. Like that, that's not what I value. That's not my priority right now. Like I'm actually focused on this. And yeah. so putting myself first is being able to align myself with my values, my goals and naming that this is essential for me. Mm. And so I think right now, both in my work as well, just personally, if someone comes and asks me, you know, someone asked me to do something the other day and I was just, I finally said no. And because I was like, that's actually not one of my, that's not a priority of mine right now. That's actually not on my goal list. And that's not important to me. Yeah. Of course I didn't say it was important because, you know, people always in their feelings. But I just said that, like, that's not, that's not me. And that being is so able good. to, like, yeah. say yes. Okay, so I think that's the way that I'm practicing it is just identifying like what is in my world Mm -hmm. needs to connect to what I value. That is really, really good. That's great advice. We're just going to end on that one. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to leave you with some peace. And um, I have really been indulging in poetry lately. It's because it just speaks so much to where I'm at right now a lot of life changes a lot of like having to say well like you said that doesn't really fit within my values so I'm gonna have to let that go so that I can live and fully into my purpose and so and that hasn't always been an easy thing but um, finding the words of poets and and writers um, to kind of speak to where my heart is Mm -hmm. and so Alexandra L wrote this book called Neon Soul and it is gorgeous like I highly 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 recommend it okay and um she this one poem in her book is called Phil and it reads when you're a giver it's hard to remember that you must contribute and pour into your well-being too so for me like that's a really good reminder that I need to pour into myself and I've that's actually been a thing that I've been doing um, recently is in the mornings, I have a little conversation with myself. I look crazy as hell, but I do it in my house. So it's fine. And I, I look in the mirror and, uh, talk to myself and I give myself compassion in the ways that I usually tend to give compassion to, um, people at my church and, and friends around me who are always looking for like just something to hold on to some sort of like hope. And I've been, talking to myself and giving myself that grace that that I need and not being so um um needing that to come from outside of me mm-hmm. realizing that that is a part of something I can give to myself yeah and so I that's the another way that I put myself first mm-hmm. is I take that small little like it's really about like five minutes because I can talk a lot mm-hmm. you know and I'm also patient with myself <laughs> 
And I just give myself like five minutes to just say all the things that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I give myself some affirmations and I, you know, and the compassion that I, that I really need to make it through the day. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that gives you some sort of peace. You don't have to be crazy like me and talk to yourself. That's (laughs) fine. You can write in your journal, but I do, um, I do think that that is something um, powerful to do. Actually, Eleanor, our friend Eleanor is the one who taught me that because she Yay. she told me that she says stuff to her like she talks to herself and mm. and asks herself for forgiveness shout out reverend Coleman. listen <laughs> we love she's you she's such a blessing I know. but like when she told me that i was mm. like oh i have permission to talk to myself that's yes. cute and so <laughs> that's what i do and that's what i do every morning it's mm. it's been a really good beautiful spiritual practice that i have taken on especially in these really tough times that i've been having mm. so I hope that helps someone if you're looking for something to do. Mm -hmm. So that's the piece that we want to extend. And I, yeah, I think that's it, friend. That is a really good episode. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's set. um, I mean, it's just set a tone for me to Mm -hmm. continue to practice. And thank you for sharing that because I need to give myself permission to talk to myself. Listen, they be trying to tell us we crazy, but it's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to say the things because I'm an external processor. Mm. I need to say things out loud. Mm-hmm. And not everybody wants to hear what I'm processing, but I'll sure hear it. You know, <laughs> I'll listen. That's all. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome for listening in. We so appreciate it. And we so appreciate you for just sticking through this, right? Because last season we really... We were going through a lot of transitions and you guys still kept up with us. And thank we're you. On this, I know we're on this new season and I, I know that so many of you have been waiting. And so we're really excited to to be back and, and to be sharing with y'all. Definitely. Thank you. And we just want to shout out all the people who have been helping us to make this happen. Mm-hmm. We are very excited about a new opportunity that has us recording in a safe and beautiful space. Yes. Shout out to Odai Productions. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Yes. Sitting up in a living room. Listen. This is so comfy. And I don't have to edit a damn thing. God yes. is so good. Yes. God is gracious in all of her bounty. Yes. yes. God provides. <laughs> God provides. <laughs> also, we want to thank Shay McCoy, who has been with us this whole time, and she takes fabulous photos of us. And um, we are so happy that we have so many to use on our social media and on our website because she just, she knows us and she does really good work and she takes beautiful beautiful phenomenal photos especially of black people like she be capturing all of us yes all All of the glory just saying yeah and to our sister circle who helped us uh start off this season so powerfully and you will also be hearing from them along the way so again shout out to hazel nyla sierra jazz tamika laura thank you (laughs) thank you and of course to our listeners and patreon supporters we cannot do this without each and every single one of you so we are grateful for you and we will see you next time yes peace we are the gala girls, girls.